0: Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please tell you Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? I'm so excited today. You have no idea. The human embodiment of Big Dick Energy is in the building. Without further ado, because we have a limited time window, the host of the Jesse Kelly Show, Jesse Kelly. What's up, brother?
1: Glenn, <laughs> it's an honor, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Hell, hell yeah, dude. Um, well, I wanted to actually start with this because, uh, you know, you've had a a quantum leap arise in terms of, of this career path. And, you know, I've only been doing this for three years. You haven't been doing it much longer, which it seems totally impossible to believe. Um, What, what has that been like? Do you have any uh, advice other than authenticity and humor? Because that's clearly what you bring to the table. Um, You know, just for people that are curious about how you did it.
1: Uh, Man, you know, I get asked this uh, every now and then, do you have advice? Do you have advice? Like what advice? I, I will tell you, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world that the right person happened to be listening at the right time. Sure. And I just kind of caught breaks that I probably shouldn't have caught. Uh, and I know that's, not, I'm not trying to be fake humble. You know, I wouldn't do that. I just feel, honestly, I feel not qualified to give people advice. I I will tell you the bit of advice that I got that is probably hugely responsible for for this unbelievable uh, thing that's happened, is my mentor Michael Barry told me, you never know who's listening. So mm-hmm. act like every show you're doing, the most important person in your industry is listening because they might be. And what's crazy about that is that's exactly what happened to me. I had a, a, a one hour, seven to eight o'clock at night show on a smaller station in Houston. So, I mean, nobody's listening, right? No mm-hmm. one's listening. If you put out phone calls, no one would call. No one's listening to the station, except some person was. The mm-hmm. right person was at the right time, and boom, here I am. So people want to start podcasts and stuff like that, and I always encourage people, man, start it. Maybe you're the voice we need. Are you? Maybe you have something to say that other people don't. That's, that's important. Yeah. Put it out there. Accept that you're going to suck at first, and no one's going to listen. Right? You're going to have two views on your first YouTube video. Keep at it, and... Maybe you get to screw off for a living like I do. I've had real jobs my whole life. I can't believe I get to screw off for a living now. It's
0: <laughs> Well, you're damn good at it. So I, I'm I'm glad that you stumbled into it. Um, I, I have a very similar arc, even though mine hasn't been quite so parabolic. I, I had this debate with this neoconservative that was on some small channel. I never expected it to amount to anything, and it was a two hour debate. I was I was very passionate. I was you know railing on behalf of veterans against this neoconservative who wants to create more dead veterans and and uh that clip made its way to dave smith dave smith was like basically my my idol coming up in this and uh and you know less than a year later he was on my show actually a couple months later he was on my show i had only started my show a year prior so you just never know and i think it's great advice you just you really never know you just kind of give it your all and uh let the chips fall where they may
1: yeah you never know if you believe in what you're saying and and like as like you mentioned authentic is really big right you don't you don't want to because there's a lot of imitation people will see the next guy next to him he has the job i want he has the audience i want he has mm-hmm. the paycheck i want he has whatever so they'll try to imitate it's human nature right it doesn't make you a copycat they'll try to imitate you want to try to avoid that at all costs that's what i tell people you be you there's already a clint they, they don't yep. need another one there's already exactly. one there's already a me you don't need another one we need you a different voice so if you're yep. thinking about starting one anybody start it you never know
0: yeah no i, I totally agree man and uh this I, I thought this would be a fun way to get us going. Um, you tweeted out a couple of days ago. I still crack up when I remember that multiple George Floyd statues exist in this country. Okay. If that just doesn't perfectly sum up who we are now, well, I think it's a fair fair question to ask. Who are we now, Jesse? Uh
1: a late stage republic, a yeah. deeply, deeply unserious nation that won't be here a hundred years from now because we don't have any desire to be here 100 years from now. That doesn't mean we're all going to go away in the apocalypse and we're all going to be extinct. There will be separate countries here. There's too much wealth, natural resources, too many great people left. But as a nation, we won't be here 100 years from now. No no nation that intentionally opens up its borders and floods its own country with poison, no, that, won't, that country won't be here. I mean, our Department of Homeland Security, which shouldn't even exist, but we're not going into that right now. Our Department of Homeland Security opened up the borders on purpose. That's not a country that's going to be around, right? I mean, George Floyd, statues of George freaking Floyd (laughs) all over. That new demon statue in New York to celebrate Ruth Bader. Just, you can tell a lot about a nation by stuff like that. We're just not, we're not a country that's interested in our own survival. We allow George Soros, (coughs) excuse me, we allow George Soros to operate within our borders. George Soros, to his credit, I can't believe I'm saying that, to his credit, is very honest about what he's doing within the borders of America and why he's doing it. We have a foreign-born rich guy intentionally causing murder and mayhem within our borders. He's not only announced that he's doing it, he's announced he has no intention of stopping, and instead of immediate deportation, and you'll be arrested the second you ever step foot in this country again, our biggest politicians take pictures with him. <laughs> so, hey, look, we're just not—we're not, not going to be here hundred years from now. We're not because we don't want to be.
0: Yeah, well, I—I I, I agree with your assessment. I think that's—that's that's why I've gravitated towards you is because you—you you seem to, you know, take the same level of seriousness. It's funny because you—I do—I do the same thing. You kind of you approach it with humor because otherwise you'd probably lose your mind if you didn't include some humor with it. But, um, you know, the the grave nature of your analysis is something that I—I—I I, I find. Uh, applicable and and needed and, and very few seem to have that level of seriousness. I think that that's actually one of the main things that we lack on either the libertarian or the right wing is a level of seriousness. It's like these, these people that are our opponents, because I do view them as our opponents, if not our enemies, um, they're very serious about what they're doing. You know, they want to, they want to dismantle civilization as we know it. It's Marxism 101. They want to just basically raise society and, and build something anew. God knows what it'll be, but it'll be better than this because everything that we're existing in currently is immoral and unjust and racist and sexist and blah, 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 blah. And then you have, you know, the fucking Republicans who are just like, well, you know, we're going to try and roll back taxes a couple percent. And you're like, you're like, what? That's not enough, man. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're right. And I've said before, I actually
1: admire parts of the communists. I do, I, I admire them and frankly, I'm a little bit envious if I'm being honest about the communists and communist leaders and their, and their followers, especially the ones here in America. I'm, I'm envious of their commitment. I'm envious of their clarity of purpose. They would a communist would have no problem whatsoever looking at Clint or me and say, you're my enemy. I want to utterly destroy you. I hate everything about your worldview. I think it's evil. And my mission in life is to destroy you the right for whatever reason. I don't, I don't know whether it's our, (coughs) excuse me, our Christian base or, Mm -hmm. or what that is because of our Western bastardized version of Christianity. I don't know what it is, but the right still struggles with this to this day. Well, I mean, he's really biased. Oh, what well, Joe Biden, look, I mentioned the border. This is a great example. Uh, you see this all over from the most hardcore right wing sources. Joe Biden's really failed at the border. Oh, it's been a failure. Joe Biden has made mistakes at the border. Mistakes? It's intentional. <laughs> yeah, they People don't understand the goal. Up the border on purpose, but we can't bring ourselves to say that for whatever reason. No, mm-hmm. they're not our enemy. They're not evil they're not well he made a boo-boo it's just a whoopsie <laughs> As we do this all the time the communists would never dream of that the communists would look right in your face Clint, and say that's a nazi white supremacist throw him in prison for what he believes without right. a hesitation our right. side well i'm not sure maybe we can get along and that's why we get our teeth kicked in all the time
0: yeah well my my friend shoe on head who's a big youtuber she says uh, oopsie whoopsie fucky wucky like that's that's kind of how they they portray their mistakes and it's like these aren't mistakes they're they're proudly proclaiming it you have joe biden that announces these things in the in the early days of his presidency then they proceed to do it and then they pretend as if they have no idea why these things are happening uh same with the the uh the Drawdown on oil, uh, domestic oil production. Uh, they're like, oh, well, you know, we never said that. It's like we have the fucking tape, man. And then you have the example too, where he's he's talking about uh, getting the prosecutor fired in Ukraine, and and proudly bragging, I'm going to w- withdraw a billion dollars of aid if you don't have this guy fired. And then they pretend as if, oh, this Putin just came out of nowhere. We had no no anticipation, no possible chance of knowing that this was very likely going to happen. Um, has the right wing broadly woken up to kind of the fraudulent nature of our military industrial complex and how we keep getting dragged into these endless wars?
1: Oh, it's starting to, and actually I, I take that back. That's not fair. The right is started just very beginning to wake up to a lot of different things. Sure. To that particular thing. I think the right, at least the voters are, are really far along and really on to the game now. If that was 20 years ago, wouldn't have been shoot i wasn't you know i was king neocon back then kill all the terrorists that kind of thing you know young dumb jesse so the right is woken up to that whole thing our elected leaders haven't, obviously but the the voting public has as far as foreign policy goes but more than anything we need an entire mentality change Hmm. and that's simply just going to take time you can't you can't snap your fingers and have everyone be clint tomorrow morning that's that's ideal but that's not going to happen it takes generations it takes Time to wake up the right. Do we have that time? I don't know, but it's time to begin.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and I don't know if we have that time. That's that's what concerns me. Um, I think the other thing that I've appreciated about you is that you've been one of the few on the right that has been pretty, pretty uh, overt on your proclamations that the FBI needs to be abolished. Uh, I. Completely agree with you on that assessment. I obviously, reform uh, theoretically—you know—if you had a had a real opposition party that was serious about it, I guess you could potentially do that. Um, but we don't, and and ultimately, because we don't, I don't think there's any hope of abolition either. I am grateful that the the twenty Freedom Caucus holdouts uh, were able to get. What looks like there's going to be a you know church style commission where they investigate the FBI's behavior, but the 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 litany of crimes that and I think they are clearly crimes that the FBI has committed against the American people from directing censorship uh, via private platforms to setting up the Gretchen Whitmer case to uh, you know trying to coup Donald Trump with the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, the list goes on and on. And these guys, their hands are so dirty. Why is it that the that that is not? being adopted by the right in the same way that kind of a more anti-war, anti-intervention stance has been? Is it just the the back-the-blue mentality?
1: That's a big part of it, the the back-the-blue mentality. But keep in mind, a lot of these loser, low-T politicians we have on our side... They're that way because a lot of our voters are that way. We don't want to accept responsibility for Mm. this because we constantly point towards, it's easy to constantly point towards this loser in the Senate or this loser in the House and McConnell sucks and McCarthy sucks. And yeah, all those things are true. That's fine. But what we don't want to accept is our own culpability for why we have all these loser politicians who still say things like the great men and women at the FBI. Well, right. Look, I have a great example here in Texas. We have one of the biggest losers in the history of the United States Senate here, John Cornyn, here in Red, Texas. John Cornyn is a member of our Senate. He joined with the Democrats to take away your gun rights. He joined with the Democrats to blow your 1.7 trillion non-votes. I could go on and on and on. This is a loser's loser, right? He just had a primary not too long ago where John Cornyn got 76% of the vote. And this is the most damning thing. Democrats, when they have a primary in our state, 50 percent of Democrat voters show up to vote in their Democrat primary. That's why their party has gone full communist over the last 20 years. Well, really, since about 2010. Republicans, 20 percent. Wow. So 20 percent of the Republican primary voters, the most hardcore, even bother to show up at the polls. And yet you won't show up. Or if you do show up, you vote for whoever. Well, I mean, I saw my governor on the news and he seemed nice. We had pancakes once. You (laughs) vote for the same loser who's been in there for a loser forever. Either you don't show up or you show up and vote for the same guy. And then you wake up the next day and say, man, the GOP sucks. I wish they would change. We don't even show up to change the primaries. This is why I get mad at people. I understand the sentiment. I do. I understand the sentiment. But this is why I get mad at people who say to me, We can't vote our way out of this. And let me clarify, I get the sentiment. I get desperate, I get mad, I get the same thing too. But how do you know we can't vote our way out of it? Because I'm looking at all the numbers and I see people who haven't even tried. We can't vote our way out of it. 20% showed up at the polls. No one even bothers to show up. People don't show up for local elections. People don't show up for their primaries. People just wanna whine online and say, well, we can't vote our way out. I guess it's done, Trump lost. We haven't right. showed up at all. Get right. involved. The communists, to their credit, get involved. They're at every school board race. They're at every city council race, every prop, every primary. The communists are there. Us, we're sitting at home whining.
0: Uh, it's so true. And it's weird because uh, to be outworked by a communist is just completely counterintuitive. I mean,
1: how's <laughs> that even well, fucking happening? How are they doing that? True. Well, it's their religion is the thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. this is another thing we get wrong. We think we're doing politics, right? We think this mm. is politics or it's an ideology. Know, it may be politics to you. It may be an ideology to you. It is not to them. It right. is their all-encompassing religion. And if you're a devout, whatever you happen to be, maybe you're a Christian, maybe you're a devout Christian, you better understand that they're as committed to their God as you are to yours. And then as long as you just consider, well, they're just Democrats, you're done. You have no idea what you're dealing with and how committed
0: they are. That's such a great point, point. and James Lindsay has really woken me up to that with his work over the past couple of years as to the the religious nature of our opposition. and And it's funny because it's it's framed in this atheistic fashion, but they have religious fervor that I think far exceeds most of the Christians I know. You know, these people are committed; like they bleed this ideology. Today's episode of Liberty Lockdown with Jesse Kelly is brought to you by our friends over at Crowd Health. If you aren't taking control of your life in all of the ways possible, you are failing not only yourself, but your family. And I hope you guys are going to take this opportunity to do something about it. Do not be a victim of this crazy system. We all know that the system isn't working, but thanks to CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your healthcare back in your hands. It cuts out the middlemen, saves you money, and funds your healthcare costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. The problem with insurance is that the insurance model, uh, it's broken. CrowdHealth has a better way to fund your healthcare costs. You can see any doctor you want, no deductibles, exclusions, or co-pays. You only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. The CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. No exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles, and no surprises. It's an incredible system. Uh, I've had the, the founders on the show. You can go check that episode out. It's at the, uh, the tail end of the war they wanted, and it's fantastic. I mean, it's a really innovative way to to solve, you know, just problem solve, uh, a really, truly broken system. Uh, I was paying over $500 a month for my healthcare It's a healthy, young-ish, young ish, young man ish man. And, uh, yeah, this is a far better deal. You take char- charge of your healthcare today with crowd health and for a limited time join for just $99 per month for your first 6 months when you use promo code lockdown at joincrowdhealth.com that's joincrowdhealth.com promo code lockdown crowdhealth is not health insurance it's a totally different way of paying for healthcare terms and conditions may apply and and I don't know how you defeat that like it is i personally I'm of the belief that like even if we were to turn out and vote Truthfully, we can't live amongst one another any longer. Like There is such a stark contrast between our worldviews. It's like, I value free speech and peace and prosperity and trade. And they're like, fuck all that. I want you in prison. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't live around you anymore. Uh, Is that reformable? Can we actually bring this nation back together or at least get into a a position of being able to just allow each other to exist? Because it doesn't seem as such.
1: No, no. And this is another thing that people on the right understandably have a hard time accepting. And when I say I need everyone to understand when I say on the right, I am an anti-communist. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a libertarian. I'm not a neocon. Because I believe that we are all going to be eaten no matter where you fall on the right. (laughs) Unless these people are defeated first, we can argue about everything after either they're defeated or we're all screwed anyway. So I need to clarify that when I say on the right, I mean, everyone lump them all in there. The nationalists, everybody. Yep. They're Because they tend to be more patriotic, they still have this view of, oh, no, we can come together. I still believe in America. And you say these things that make you sound good and it make you want to put your hand over your heart and salute the flag. And my goodness, I'm getting misty here. When in reality, we should be adult enough to realize we shouldn't be living together. The only point in living together as a society is, one, obviously the protection and prosperity that comes with it but you share common values. If you don't share any common values, you have to separate or you're gonna kill each other. It's not a country, it's a cage now. If, if I I use this example a lot, if I if I wanna move out to the suburbs, I'm gonna to move to the suburbs, I wanna uh, go put the kids in a good school, white picket fences, barbecue, baseball, church on Sunday, but my wife, she wants kids, and she wants barbecue, but she'd rather live in the city and said, "Okay, well we can work that out." That's mm-hmm. not the end of the world. But if I want to go move to the suburbs and raise kids and church on Sunday and barbecue and things like that, but my wife wants to go tour Europe with Metallica and do black tar heroin, we <laughs> can't be together anymore and we shouldn't be. We're right. two separate people. We 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 should go live our separate lives. Well, that's who we are here in the country. They don't want to coexist with you. They're never going to coexist with you. Either we separate or we fight. But I promise you, there's no middle ground.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I have to agree, man. And it 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 makes me sad. You know, I understand why people want to to hold on to that belief that like oh, we can come back together. It wasn't that long ago that things weren't so divided. But I I think that the inflection point or the dividing line was drawn via you know lockdowns and COVID. I feel like those that that understood what a dangerous uh, infringement on our liberties broadly, like, if you didn't wake up over the past three years, I feel like I can't, like, it's kind of a waste of my time to try to even speak to you at this point, because you've had all of your rights taken away, you acquiesced gladly, you just kind of rolled over, and you thanked your your slave master, which I find to be the most disturbing aspect of all of it. Um, and then you also served basically as a, a hand of the government to to shame and try and, you know, basically bring along any dissenters. It's I just don't know. I don't know how you can actually, um, you know, live amongst those people and ever trust them again. Like I personally can't. Like I And I have family members that are that went down this line of thinking that still haven't woken up. And I'm like, look, I'm never going to trust you. I know. I know if things get really bad, they're going to fucking drop the dime on me to the FBI. Like, I just know it. <laughs> I try to explain
1: this to people as part of the reason the FBI has to be completely demolished. Virtually every government agency has to be completely demolished, including the CIA. They cannot continue to exist anymore, no no matter how people feel about that or how much people scares them. And speaking of COVID and you and family and friends, I call COVID, and I really mean this the great sorting for a reason. Mm. It was the opportunity for you to sort out the people in your life, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, you found out who would turn you into the Cheka without a moment of hesitation. Uh, And I'm sorry, and I know that hurts for people to hear, and I don't take any pleasure in saying it, but that mother of yours who wouldn't see you or your child anymore until you got triple vaccinated, your mom was gonna turn you into the FBI. You know that, right? She's gonna turn you in for your pistol brace one day. She's gonna turn you into the government one day. Your sister, your brother, your son, your neighbor across the street, you found out the person in your life who's a tyrant and the servant of a tyrant. And you either learned that lesson or you didn't, but COVID was a valuable lesson, a great opportunity to sort the people in your life. And I was, I'm a little shocked at some of the people in mine, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, man, it's such a great point though, because you know if things do get as bad as I expect them to, just because my background is a finance guy, so I really think that we're, for a world of economic hurt, just due to our budget deficits, the amount of debt that exists in the system, the uh, interest rate hike cycle that's coming through the Federal Reserve, and and then the potential for World War III, it's like it's all it's all lined up. The dominoes are there for for a real cataclysmic event. But uh, let's shift to Bill Gates, the scum of the earth. Uh, he yesterday, and he's he's actually talked about this uh, in the past. He says there's a math equation when it comes to carbon dioxide output. It's P times S times E times C equals CO2, which is carbon dioxide output. And it is uh, population times services used by people times the energy needed to power those services and C equals carbon dioxide. All right. So I don't understand how people see, you know, some of the richest people on earth talking like this and including in your equation, something that, by the way, his entire mission here is to get that that summation at zero at the end of the day and you have fucking population included in that and he says one of these variables has to go to zero for me to be uh, contented how do people conclude anything other than this is like a really clearly an anti-human death cult type thing
1: well they don't they don't think about it as how people don't realize it the truth is that uh, we we look at the monsters of the 20th century in horror, right? We all look back at Stalin and Mao and Hitler and the millions and millions of dead and the the pictures of all the genocide and the camps and the bodies and things like that. And it's something we all do now, right? You study it in school, you read books about it and you look on in horror and then you look at the numbers and they don't even seem real. Oh my gosh, 40 million, 50, 20 million. Oh, the, the numbers are eye popping. And what I try to explain to people People have a hard time accepting this is the 21st century monsters are worse than all of those guys by an order of magnitude, by an order of magnitude. If Bill Gates could have his way, he would kill far more people than Hitler, Mao, Stalin, Pol Pot, all of them combined by an order of magnitude. And these people feel very comfortable saying on camera, the Earth's population should be reduced by 90 percent. I say to people that these people want to kill a billion people, and I want everyone to know that I'm lying about that when I say that. I say a billion people because it's easily, it's easy to understand, it's easy to repeat. I am underselling that by a mile. Billions of people need to die. These people, like Bill Gates and his other elite friends who have the power to bring a lot of this about, they believe that. They believe they're the good guy. And just like Pol Pot, after he murdered 25% of his country and he was asked, what's your problem? They will all respond, I'm not a violent person. What are you talking about? I was doing the right thing. Bill Gates will go to sleep and he will sleep like a baby every night while billions of people die on this planet. The climate change death cult is the most horrific genocidal thing this world has ever seen. And they have marketed it brilliantly as Mother Earth and gentle with the planet and pro-Earth. These people are going to kill all of us on purpose. And they're telling you
0: and you're not listening. Yeah, and they're doing it with a smile on their face, which is probably the most concerning. And they and they, I, I I agree with you. I think that most of them, not all, but most of them are genuine in their belief system that the world is overpopulated, so we're all going to die anyways. So we might as well kill off the six billion useless leaders, so that the other two billion of us are half a billion or whatever they ultimately conclude is a a sustainable population level. But un, un, unfortunately for you and I, Jesse. It's never them that's included in that population decrease, coincidentally enough. It's like, well, they need to exist. They need to fly their private jets to Davos every year to talk about how much less meat I need to eat and how much less I need to drive my car. How is it that the hypocrisy isn't just like, how is it not radicalizing people? Or is it, do you think?
1: It's not radicalizing people because a lot of people kind of scoff at these things. And here's where a lot of people, especially on the right, they miss this thing. When they see these people like Bill Gates, you take away, don't eat meat, don't drive your car, don't use your gas stove, don't do all these things. And then he's on his fifth private jet to Epstein Island or wherever he's off to again this time. And they look at him and they say, That's a hypocrite. That's a hypocrite. He's a hypocrite. You're totally missing the boat if you think he's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. If I tell you there are landmines on my front lawn and you better not go all dance on the front lawn, and then you look and you see me walking around my front lawn, you're not going to look and say, Jesse's a hypocrite. You're going to look and say, Jesse's a liar. Mm-hmm. They're not hypocrites, they're lying. They feel like they are the kings and queens, the Western leaders used to. Do you know, people know about the Doolittle raid, about the raid we did in to, uh, on Tokyo after the attack mm-hmm. on Pearl Harbor. What well, a lot of people may not know, do you know that Doolittle was an oil executive, an no. oil executive that came out of the reserves to do a suicide mission that he ended up surviving, grace of God, against Japan? Wow. We were a nation where our elites, viewed themselves as the knights, the guardians of freedom, the guardians of the West. That's what we were. That's a big part of why we were so prosperous. Even our big rich guys, even our scumbags viewed themselves in that way. Their kids served in the middle. I mean, we had generals dying in World War II and their sons dying in droves, right? No, no, no. You go serve. Now that never happens because all of our people view them. They view themselves as kings and queens and they despise the West. They despise the freedoms of the West. They look at the freedoms of the West as being what holds us back. They view their battle uh, as being against us. It's Mm -hmm. you, peasant. It's your stupid car. It's your desire to say whatever you want. It's your desire to, to, to cook whatever you want, to eat whatever you want. If you would just stop trying to do whatever you want and allow me, king, to control you, that everything would work out fine but you won't so i'm gonna have to make you peasant but it's for your own good it's, it's for the it's for your own good of the earth that's how these people think
0: yeah well unfortunately for them i lived the vast majority of my days being free and getting to do what i damn well please so i'm not willing to stop <laughs> so our our, our interests are at, are at odds and i am uh I, I basically just flatly refuse i refuse to acquiesce and i refuse to go along with this any longer let's get out of here on something light something light like uh The former Speaker of the House's husband getting hit in the head by a a crazy man. (laughs) Hold on one sec. Let me let me pull it up for you. This is such a weird story. Have you seen the video yet? I have. I saw the video. I heard the nine one one call too. Okay. Let me let me run it real quick.
1: Hi. How you doing? What's going on, man? Everything's
0: good.
1: Hi. Drop the hammer. Nope. Hey, 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 hey. What is Pardon going it, on right right
0: I'm not here? An I, I mean, I have a lot of like weird questions about this, but I'm just curious. What's your take on it, man? What the hell are we looking at there? My take is I don't know. I heard the
1: 911 yeah. call. It sounded like an old man whose home had been broken into. I sure. saw the video. The video. I'm not sure what I'm looking at. I think he's got a cocktail in his hand. My take on it is this, and this is going to sound like a roundabout way to do this. Just give me a second before we sign off out of here. <laughs> Donald Trump gets elected, right? And this is all going to tie in. But Donald Trump gets elected. And the system, our corrupt system from media, entertainment, administrative state, all of them, they all decide that Donald Trump is some unique threat. And he's such a bad threat that all the rules are gone. All the, There's no laws, no rules. You lie. You do whatever you have to do get rid of Trump at any cost. And they did. They went on this war campaign for years to get rid of Trump. Bogus impeachments and lies and everything else. And it was always sold as we have to at any cost, at any cost. This is unique, at any cost. Well, here's the problem. At any cost gets really, really expensive. Now Donald Trump is gone. And oh yeah, you got rid of him, good work. And you're going to arrest him and all that. That's that's fine. Well, Well done, guys, good job. But what you don't realize is now people don't trust anymore. A Mm -hmm. huge percentage of this population now took away the thing you have to have if you're gonna keep ruling and that is trust. Even kings need enough trust of the population or they can't rule for very much longer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got rid of him, good work. You cost so much trust now that now immediately when Paul Pelosi gets attacked and you say, nope, you can't see the footage. Uh, No, we need to block the footage. And you suspend, if you're NBC, you suspend the reporter who came out with some on the ground reporting right away. Well, now what you've done, because of how you conducted yourself for the last four years, what you've done is convince everyone, myself included, you're covering something up in line. Why would I think that? Because you spent four, six years covering everything up in line. You did this. If you're (laughs) mad that people didn't believe you, go find a mirror and stare at it, because that's where the problem is. (laughs)
0: Uh perfect way to end it, brother. Uh, I love the hits that you do on Tucker Carlson as well. You always bring the the funny to the insanity of the world, and your show's fantastic. Everybody go follow Jesse. He's probably my favorite follow on Twitter as well. It's at Jesse Kelly DC. Uh anything else you'd like to leave the audience with before we get out of here, man.
1: No, I appreciate your brother as all. Well. I appreciate the invite very much. Man, I'm glad we can make it out
0: Uh it's a it's a real honor and a privilege. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go uh support my work over at libertylockdown.locals.com. We are out. Man, that was awesome. I love Jesse Kelly. He's just such a cool guy you know like blue collar, shit talking, inappropriate humor. He's my people if you can't tell um, so I he does a crazy amount of recording per week because I think he does like four hours or something per day. Um, he's obviously a father, he's got kids at home so it's very tough for him to give any time to do uh, shows. and the fact that he was willing to dedicate you know 30 minutes of his life to us, I hope you guys will show him your love and support. Thank him for coming on. Tweet at him. Say, hey, saw you on Liberty Lockdown. Really appreciate your time. You're awesome. Or whatever. Just be nice is what I'm saying. Because I, I want him to know that uh, the people out there appreciate what he did. And uh, I want you guys to know that I appreciate what you're doing by sharing the show. We did a quarter million listens. Not even views, but listens over the past 30 days. Did you hear what I just said? are you hearing the words that are coming out of my mouth? Obviously it has a lot to do with me being on Tim pool, but my God, it has a lot to do with you guys sharing the show too. And uh, couldn't do it without you. And I really, really means the world to me. I mean, that's over 20,000 listeners per episode. Bizarre. I don't know what's going on. So thank you. We basically doubled in the past month. (laughs) More than that. Unbelievable. Um, As always, Uh, make sure you leave a like and a comment and hit subscribe. If you're watching this on rumble right now, I'm going to probably end up being on rumble full time at some point. Um, Hopefully I get my YouTube channel back here soon, but in the meantime, be sure you subscribe over on rumble just to let people know, Hey, there are some people that are watching this. It always helps with the algorithms. If you leave a comment and a like smash smash a Rooney and uh, let people know that it was worth watching because it was quick and it was fun and it's entertaining and interesting and all the good things. We'll catch you guys soon. Libertylockdown.locals.com if you want to support my work. Uh, I just did an episode last week with Anomaly, which is almost an hour and a half. Just he and I, and that is the only place you can get it. On my Locals channel. It's a great discussion, as always. That guy's so cool. He's also got a single that's dropping today. So um, if you're on Apple Music or whatever, just uh, enter his name. A-N-O-M-A-L-Y, and you should be able to find it. That's it. We're out of here. See you soon. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go?